Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. What are these white dogs doing in the city? Are they lost looking for meaning?
כבודו, מעלי עולם כבודו, מעלי עולם כבודו, מעלי עולם משרתיו, שואלים איזה לזה.
עוד אני עומד כאן ושואל מה יהיה, רק האל יודע. כל עוד גופי נושא את כל הכאב, לא אפסיק לרגע. כל נשימה קטנה שאתה נותן, טובה גדולה ולא מובנת. כל פעימה שאתה פועם בי, היא כל חיי. מתבודד במחשבות. לא מוצא את התשובות. בשעות הכי קטנות, בעיניים בוכיות, כמו תינוק צועק אליך. בנקודה הכי קטנה, שום דבר לא השתנה, שוב ליבי יוצא אליך. אני ממשיך בינתיים, מתעורר פתאום ולא מתוך חלום, ומתבונן בעולם לרגע, כל כך הרבה עברנו בחיים, או אלוקים. מתבודד במחשבות, מחפש את התשובות. Come back again 
longer stay next time. Cause nowadays the world ain't kind. Our people got lost like you and me. We're family and friends. And Israel's a place in need. We're sorry you had to go.
Lady Folkowitz with Viazor. You heard David Gabe in there with the Yimlo. Simchas Olam done by the uh, done by Chaim David Burson. The next flight. Oh boy, those are words I keep thinking about. The next flight, especially in the context that uh, Gershon Veroba sings it. 
on the Aliyah revolution, the next flight to Israel. Bashaot Achik Tanot, Chaim Yisrael, and Itai Avadani. Kevodo, done by Shlomo Katz. Shlomo Katz with Meheira, Inspire Me. That was Moshe Hecht, and of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Thursday on this June 3rd, day 23 in the month of Sivan, the year 5781, Tavshin Pei 62 degrees, 87% humidity, winds to southeast at 3 miles per hour. Showers, thunderstorms today, and a high temperature of 75. Then tonight, thunderstorms and a low of 66. Tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms, a high of 78 degrees. 75 right now in Yerushalayim, 62 in New York City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. Well, Israel has a brand new president, Bougie Herzog. Israel, it seems, has a new prime minister, but quite honestly, I would say in this case, it's not over till it's over. <laughs> like the 1965 Yankees, who are coming off of five consecutive American League pennants and were 20 games out of first place, and the press refused to uh, admit that they were done. In this case, when I see it, I'll believe it. When I see that Prime Minister Netanyahu is no longer Prime Minister, then I will believe it. And based on the news, the likelihood is that he'll be replaced by Naftali Bennett in this very interesting, and that is one way of putting it, this very interesting coalition deal which has teamed up Yamina leader Naftali Bennett and Yesha Tid party leader Yair Lapid. Very interesting. So Yitzhak Herzog, Bougie Herzog, becomes the um, 11th president of the state of Israel. Now the question is, will the uh, the 12-year term, and that's essentially what it has been, right? He's been in power, meaning the prime minister has been in power 12 consecutive years. Um, so the question is, will uh, will he in fact be replaced by Naftali Bennett? The coalition partners... Um, it seems have ousted Prime Minister Netanyahu after this month of negotiations. Um, some details do remain unresolved. Nonetheless, it looks like uh, it's like he looks like uh, they're ready. They're ready to move forward. We'll see what happens. This vote in the Knesset could be in a few days. Could be in a couple of weeks. We'll see what happens. Meanwhile, Netanyahu is still the prime minister, and we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, this will be very interesting, to say the least. Thursday morning broadcast at 20 minutes before the hour. Um, We'll check in with our friends at Turo College later. They have an important uh, piece of information you need to know if you're a parent or student out there who's looking for a specific high-quality program, and we'll discuss that coming up. Also, today is the Thursday of Parsha Shlach. We actually read Shlach today. And um, Rabbi Yoshua Fass, who leads Nefesh B'Nefesh, has been a guest of ours for the majority of the weeks of Parsha Shlach over the last 15 years. If I was out or or he was out for some reason, then you know we wouldn't do it. But otherwise, he's been... Uh, a very prominent voice here, uh, the week of Parsha Shlach. And he'll join us, and I don't have to tell you, those of you who've been following what we've been going through here at JM and the AM, 
Parsha Shlach is something that uh, speaks to um, the JM and the AM staff, especially because of the inside, but not so inside joke that, and some people wouldn't even call it a joke, that Mayor Weingarten of blessed memory and I had, referring to each other as Yoshua, he would call me Joshua, and Kalev, I would call him Caleb. They are the two spies who in this week's Parsha have the positive reports about Israel. And Rabbi Fast, no doubt, will speak with us about this, uh, this week's Parsha, as he does every year. And he'll also give us a little bit of an update on what's happening on the Aliyah scene. What has been happening over the last year, what will happen this summer. He'll let us know. It's all coming up about 8.25 this morning right here, Eastern Time right here at JM in the AM. And now uh, I'm going to indul- I'm going to ask for the indulgence and uh, the patience of anybody who's outside of Bergen County. Although frankly, frankly, uh, those of you who are outside of Bergen County should seriously consider being in Bergen County this Sunday. Those of you who are outside of Bergen County should seriously consider should seriously consider uh, being in Bergen County this coming Sunday. It's Bergen County's time to shine. It is Bergen County's time to express unequivocal support for the state of Israel and for the Jewish people. And they're going to be doing it in a massive, massive fashion this coming Sunday. And I want to encourage everybody. We have a large, large audience in Bergen County. We have a large audience outside of Bergen County. I would like to encourage everybody to try your hardest to be there this coming Sunday. Here's what's happening. Uh, In Bergen County this coming Sunday, our friends from Cross River are sponsoring a parade, the Bergen County Unite for Israel Parade. On the same day that... um, on the same day that we should have been celebrating Israel in Manhattan, but because of the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know the whole routine. Uh, so it's happening in Teaneck. It'll culminate in a concert at Sagamore Park featuring Benny Friedman. The, uh, the parade route is as follows. Everyone starts gathering at Phelps Park with parking available at FDU University at 4 p.m. Then you march from Phelps Park to Sagamore Park with the concert starting at 5.30 The parade route is Phelps Park to River Road to Cedar Lane to Garrison to Cumberland to Sagamore Park. That's how it works. Kudos to all the sponsoring organizations. The Jewish Federation of Northern New Jersey, NJBR, New Jersey NCSY, Orthodox Union, RCBC, Stand With Us, AFYBAYABADOI. Supporting schools, including Heschel, Ben Parat Yosef, Buria, Frisch, Hechala Torah, the Idea School, Kushner, Mayanot, Mariah, MTA, Nala, Ramaz, RYNJ, SAR, Solomon Schechter, TABC, Tenafly Chabad, Yavne, Yeshivat Hatid, Yeshivat Noam, all sponsoring and supporting schools. Wear blue and white, gather at 4 p.m., bring signs and flags. Phelps Park with parking available at FDU. There's an Instagram uh, handle at Unite for Israel 2021. The word for F O R 
Unite for Israel 2021 on Instagram to sponsor the event, jfnnj.org. JF, I assume that's Jewish Federation Northern New Jersey, jfnnj.org slash donate. Enter Israel Parade in the memo line. For information, you can email Unite for Israel, that's F-O-R, Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. So Bergen County is the focus. We have been lauding those communities, especially the large communities, that have taken on the role of what national Jewish leadership should be doing. And with their local lay leaders and rabbis, they have gone ahead and arranged for their own celebrations, rallies, demonstrations, gatherings, whatever word you want to use, all in support of Israel, all against the anti-Semitic random attacks that are happening in this country. And, um, And together we will be there on Sunday. And I hope everybody within the sound of my voice actually is able to be in Bergen County this coming Sunday and participate in what's going to be quite a day united for Israel. So kudos again to everybody in Bergen County who is going to be part of and has helped arrange the Unite for Israel parade this coming Sunday. Please, God, what's the weather for Sunday? That's always a big consideration, right? <laughs> always parade Sunday. We're, we're focused on what the weather is going to be like. Let's see. Weekend weather. Let's see what the weekend weather is in the New Jersey area. So apparently uh, on Sunday, oh, my gosh, sunny in 91. All right. We'll take it. We will take it. Sunny in 91. 91.1. We'll take it. Yeah. And we'll be there gathering together, please, God. And I hope you'll be there. And I hope you'll encourage your friends, your family, everybody you know to come on out and be united with Israel. More coming up. It's Thursday. It's JM in the AM.
You did your mayor and company with Limic Dushay. Eitan Freilach on Eitz Chaim. David Lowy with Koamar. Thursday morning in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and AlchemSigil.com and AlchemSigil Network, and of course, on the beloved NSNF. Bergen County has the Unite for Israel parade in Teaneck this coming Sunday, culminating in a concert at Sagamore Park featuring Benny Friedman. Information on Instagram at Unite for Israel 2021. That's the word for, F-O-R, Unite for Israel 2021. Galit Sal in the background. We've got a new president in the state of Israel. Yitzhak Bougie Herzog is the new president. Looks like we might have a new prime minister. But I wouldn't conclude that until it becomes 100% official, frankly. We'll see what happens. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Toe from JM in the AM. גלי צהל השעה שתיים, צהריים טובים, כאן גוני כהן עם מה שקורה עכשיו. במסגרת המאמצים לבלימת ממשלת בנט-לפיד, ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו נועד עד לפני זמן קצר עם ראשי המפלגות בגוש הימין כדי לגבש דרכי פעולה עד להשבעת ממשלת השינוי. מדווח כתבנו שחר גליק. ראשי המועצות ביהודה ושומרון הם שיזמו את הפגישה בניסיון להבין כיצד ניתן לסכל את ממשלת בנט-לפיד המסתמנת. נתניהו הזמין גם את דרעי, ליצמן ובכירים נוספים במפלגות הציונות הדתית והליכוד. בפגישה הועלו שורת הצעות ללחץ אישי על חברי הכנסת של תקווה חדשה וימינה שיהיו חוליות חלשות וכן אפשרות להפגנות של ציבורים שונים בישראל. בין היתר השמיעו חלק מהנוכחים ביקורת על נתניהו שנאחז בכיסאו לדברי מומנה הקמת ממשלת ימין. ראש הממשלה השיב, אני לא הסיפור, הצעתי כל מתווה אפשרי, כולל עזיבה של המעון בבלפור בשנתיים הראשונות של הקדנציה. ובמקביל דרמה בגוש לפיד בנט, לאחר שחבר הכנסת ניר אורבך מימינה משך את חתימתו מהמסמך שדורשת החלפת יושב ראש הכנסת, גורמים במשותפת הציעו להשלים את החתימות לגוש השינוי, ובכירים בתקווה חדשה מיהרו להבהיר בתגובה, לא נאפשר זאת, ומחר ב-10 בבוקר תתכנס סיעת ימינה. לישיבה בביתו של יושב ראש המפלגה נפתלי בנט ברעננה. כוחות צה"ל ומשטרת ישראל סיכלו ניסיון הברחת אמצעי לחימה וסמים בגבול לבנון, מדווח כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון, דורון קדוש. תצפיות של צה"ל זיהו אתמול חשודים שהעבירו תיקים משטח לבנון לשטח ישראל באזור מתת. החשודים הישראלים נעצרו ועליהם נתפסו 15 אקדחים, 36 קילוגרם חשיש ועשרות מחסניות בשווי של 2 מיליון שקלים. בצה"ל בודקים האם ניסיון ההברחה נעשה בסיוע של חיזבאללה, כפי שבעבר הוברחו אמצעי לחימה מלבנון לצורך פעילות חבלנית בשטח ישראל. מעקב גלי צה"ל, עסקים שנפתחו בשנת הקורונה יהיו זכאים להחזר תשלומי ארנונה, מדווח כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי הנביא. אחרי עימות של חודשים בין גוש הליכוד לגוש כחול לבן, הממשלה אישרה את הצעת שר האוצר לתת החזר ארנונה גם לעסקים שנפתחו בשנת הקורונה, ועד כה לא זכו כלל לסיוע, למרות שגם הם נאלצו לסגור במגפה. עוד אושר סיוע בארנונה גם לעסקים גדולים עם מחזור של יותר מ-400 מיליון שקלים. 
בעוד זמן קצר ייפתח מצעד הגאווה והסובלנות בירושלים, ברקע היערכות מוגברת של כוחות המשטרה בבירה, בין היתר בעקבות מעצר חשוד שאיים לפגוע במשתתפי האירוע. אורי בנקי, אביה של שירה בנקי, זיכרונה לברכה, שנרצחה במצעד בשנת 2015, אומר לאלעזר בלולו, זה מצעד של סובלנות, בואו להיאבק ברוע ובשנאה. בחברה כל כך מגוונת, אסור להפוך כל מחלוקת למלחמה. לא בעניינים של זהות מינית, ולא בעניינים של זהות פוליטית, ולא בשום עניין אחר. היכולת לקבל את השוני בינינו ולנהל את המחלוקות ללא שנאה היא קריטית להישרדות שלנו כמדינה וכעם. בואו היום ותצביעו ברגליים בעד סובלנות. ישראל חוזרת לפסטיבל כאן. שני סרטים של הבמאי הישראלי נדב לפיד יוקרנו השנה במסגרת התחרות. הברך שיוקרן בתחרות הרשמית וסרטו הקצר הכוכב שיוצג בהקרנה מיוחדת. אליו הצטרף הבמאי רן קולירין, שסרטו החדש ויהי בוקר התקבל גם הוא ויוקרן במסגרת הנקראת מבט מסוים. כתב תחום הקולנוע דניאל סלומון מזכיר שעברו עשר שנים מאז הפעם האחרונה בה התחרה סרט ישראלי על דקל הזהב הנחשק, זה היה סרט הערת שוליים של יוסף סידר. ולידיעת הנוסעים, תנועת הרכבות בין לוד לתל אביב הופסקה זמנית, זאת בשל תקלה במערכת האיתות כתוצאה משרפה סמוך למסילה. כתבתנו יעל חיימסון מוסיפה כי תחנות ראשון לציון, הראשונים לוד, גני אביב, כפר חב"ד ותחנות מודיעין נסגרו לשירות מזג האוויר ללא שינוי. אלה החדשות.
Give me 
Ari Hill and Ellie Marcus together. Very interesting to see the reaction from certain people regarding the uh, new government, or at least the proposed new government in Israel. What was it that Aryeh Derry said? Oh, here, Derry on Bennett's unity government announcement. He is a little boy. Okay. That's interesting. That's not exactly my take on it, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything different from Aryeh Derry. I commit to you, Mr. President, Yair Lapid told President Rivlin, 11.35 p.m. last night, I commit to you that this government will work to serve all the citizens of Israel, including those who aren't members of it, will respect those who oppose it and do everything in its power to unite all parts of Israeli society. Yamina leader Naftali Bennett, Yair Lapid, and chairman of the United Arab List, known as RAM, the RAM chairman, Mansour Abbas, signed an agreement at a meeting Wednesday night at Kfar Maccabiah. Wow, Kfar Maccabiah. I haven't been there in a long time. In Ramat Gan, in the first coalition deal ever signed by an Arab party. Abbas had added last-minute demands Wednesday following multiple conversations with Prime Minister Netanyahu after Netanyahu offered to cancel a law enforcing fines on illegal Arab building. Abbas demanded the same from the unity government being formed. The Southern Islamic Movement Shura Council decided in Kfar Qasem on Wednesday night to empower Abbas to make a final decision about whether to enter the coalition based on his conversation with Bennett and Lapid. The decision was hard and there were several disputes, but it was important to reach agreements, Abbas told reporters. Another coalition deal was signed with the New Hope Party. The deal guarantees splitting the role of the Attorney General preventing Palestinian construction in Israeli-controlled Area C of the West Bank and legalizing the urge, or excuse me, legalizing the usage of cannabis. The party received the justice, education, construction, and communications portfolios. Another dispute appeared to be on the way to a compromise after Bennett's number two in Yamina, Ayala Chaket, accepted a rotation in the Judicial Selection Committee with Labor Leader Meirav Michaeli. According to the compromise, Chaket would serve on the Committee in the first half of the team, along with an MK from Labor, Michaeli in the second half, along with an MK from New Hope. Michaeli then demanded to go first in the rotation, which Shaked requested. One way of resolving the dispute that was discussed is a rotation of portfolios in the second half of the term, with Shaked becoming Justice Minister. New Hope leader Gidon Saar shifting from Justice to the Foreign Affairs portfolio, and Bennett moving from Prime Minister to Interior Minister and Alternate Prime Minister when Lapid becomes Prime Minister. Michaeli could also be promoted in that scenario. Wow, what a jumble. What a jigsaw puzzle if this actually works out and if it actually plays out, you know, in another year or two. There'll be a lot of uh, musical chairs going on and being played in the Israeli government. Michaeli said uh, late Tuesday that she accepted the agreement that uh, Givshak had the right to serve in the selection committee first. In return, Labor received the chairmanship of the Knesset Law and Constitution Committee. She said she was proud to make history in ousting Netanyahu. Shaked was not the only MK in Yamina causing problems. Nir Orbach, who has been touted as a possible coalition chair, was undecided about whether to vote for the government in the minutes before the deadline. Orbach and Bennett met, met late Wednesday night. After the coalition was announced, the meeting was positive, according to Yamina, and they will hold another one Thursday. Lapid needed to tell President Rivlin by 11.59 and Knesset Speaker Yariv Levin by 11.59 Wednesday night so he could form a government 
Had he not done so, the mandate would have gone to the Knesset, where NEMK had the opportunity to build a coalition with the support of 61 members of Knesset. A source close to Lapid said that even if details remain unresolved, Lapid would still tell Rivlin he had formed a government and allowed the remaining issues to be dealt with before the new government gets approved in the Knesset. Lapid had wanted to inform Levin that he had formed the government during Wednesday's Knesset session in order to make sure the Knesset speaker would schedule a vote of confidence in the new government and the swearing-in of the new ministers by next week. But final details were not reached in time. It's expected once Levin receives word from Lapid that the government's ready, he'll insist on waiting as long as permitted by law in order to maximize pressure on Yamina members of Knesset, which could last up to 12 days. Marathon talks among representatives of the eight parties set to join the coalition at the Far Maccabea Hotel finalized coalition agreements with every party overnight Tuesday night, including with a deal with Blue and White. A Blue and White spokesman said they agreed upon a number of central policy areas to advance and strengthen democracy and Israeli society at large. Wow. So it's an eight-party coalition, 61 seats. And let's see if, in fact, by the time they get to the Knesset vote, it's still intact. (laughs) We shall see, as they say. Thursday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Don't forget, if you're in Bergen County or anywhere near Bergen County or anywhere in New York and New Jersey on Sunday, make sure to be at the Bergen County Unite for Israel Parade in Teaneck, culminating in a concert at Sagamore Park featuring Benny Friedman. Uh, they're going to gather. You could park at FDU, Fairley Dickinson. Uh, you start at Phelps Park at 4.30. Uh, they go from Phelps Park, uh, River Road to uh, Cedar Lane, Cedar Lane to Garrison, Garrison to Cumberland, Cumberland to Sagamore Park. That's how the route goes on Sunday. And uh, the concert begins at 5.30 in Sagamore Park with Benny Friedman. Lots and lots of supporting schools will be there, plenty of supporting organizations. This is an unbelievable effort by the people in Bergen County to get out there and to uh, do something. As uh, Jewish leadership, especially nationally, is doing nothing, it is amazing to watch different communities doing something and not tolerating this uh, silence that we're getting from Jewish leadership. So we've pointed out, we've pointed out what Metro West had done. We pointed out what Cedarhurst and the and and the five towns had done. We pointed out uh, what many people in Brooklyn had done and many other areas. There's so many rallies, demonstrations, gatherings, parades, uh, vote. And this Sunday, of course, was supposed to be the Celebrate Israel parade in um, in New York. So it's even more fitting that we are gathering Sunday in Bergen County. If you want to support the parade and they need support, it's a Federation web address, jfnnj.org slash donate, jfnnj.org slash donate. Enter Israel Parade in the memo line. And information in general, you can go to Unite, you can email uniteforisrael2021 at gmail.com. It's F-O-R, four, unite4israel2021 at gmail.com. You can also go on Instagram. Uh, Unite for, again, F-O-R, Unite for Israel 2021 on Instagram. Unite for Israel 2021 on Instagram. Wear blue and white. It's Sunday. What can I say? It's a wonderful opportunity to get out there and support Israel. Simple as that. Um, Tomorrow... I am t- Malcolm's in Israel and is not scheduled to join us tomorrow, unfortunately. 
But I am told that tomorrow we will have a representative from the leadership of this parade in Bergen County not only go through the uh, details regarding what you need to know for Sunday, but to talk about how this was put together in, in days, which is amazing, absolutely amazing. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning with Miami. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Zechonishmas Harav Zevner Yosef Alevi and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. There are men chestavar in 48 ways in which we acquire Torah. One of those is that a person is able to be mekabel yisurin. That chas v'shalom, if there are afflictions that come into the world, a person can accept it with love. The Abba Shalom says, it's not being mahar, achar midos of not doubting the midos of Hashem. The Medrash and Tilam tells us, shivdecho mishantecho, hemo yinachamuni, the rod and the staff, they comfort me. The rod refers to Yisurim, pain and affliction. Mishantecho, are the Torah, the mitzvahs that we have in life. The Talmud tells us that suffering purges a man's sins. When a person has any Yisurim, even the lightest Yisurim, it is able to be mechaper, it atones for our sins. Reb Chaim Balozhener said that a smart person will not wait for Hashem to send suffering. He'll accept upon himself the discomfort of Torah learning the lack of pleasures, the constant effort, and then the yigiya, the toil, will replace other forms of suffering and take care of all of his sins. There was a poor person that used to come to the great Reb Tzvi Pesach Frank, and he would tell him about all his problems over and over again. One day, one of the members of the household saw this man coming and said, here comes the nudge, He's going to take away an hour of the Rav's time. When Rav Frank heard this, he went over to the person and he said to him, if this man was carrying a package with a million dollars, would you make fun of him or would you welcome him into the house? There wasn't an answer. The truth is, said Rav Frank, this man has a treasure of much greater value. He has a peckle of tsaros a bundle of different things that bother him. According to Chazal, this completely wipes out all of his sins and gives the person Olam Abba, the next world. Millions of dollars cannot buy this, so why do you make fun of him? The great Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochoi once said, Shlosh Matanos, Nosan HaKadosh Baruch Yisrael. There are three wonderful presents that Hashem gave to Klal Yisrael. And all of them were only given with Yisurim, with affliction. Eluhain, these are those. Torah, Eretz Yisrael, and Olam Abba. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Mm. Up next, we have the Wine Rub Brothers with Hasidic Lounge in G minor.
J.M. and the A.M. A song entitled Me'en Olam Haba Hasidic Jazz Lounge Done by the Weiner Brothers here at J.M. the A.M. Thursday morning broadcast Sunday It's the Unite for Israel Parade in Bergen County Make sure you're there The concert with Benny Friedman starts 5.30 in Sagamore Park 4.30 the parade route begins at Phelps Park Make sure you're there Details tomorrow when we speak to one of the people who's uh, organized this Amazing event in just a couple of days. Literally, in a couple of days, they organized everything in Bergen County. Kudos to Bergen County and all its Jewish communities and neighborhoods, and there are a lot of them. Kudos to all of them. While everyone else is sitting around doing nothing, not everyone else, but you get my point. Those we'd expect to do something are doing nothing. Uh, Bergen County is among the communities and among the larger Jewish communities that are uh, jumping into action. Anyway, Sunday's the parade. Go to Instagram and uh, follow them. Unite for Israel 2021 on Instagram. Unite for F-O-R Israel 2021 on Instagram. JM and the AM brought to you by our friends at A&H with a reminder that uh, Abel's and Hyman delicious kosher hot dogs are now available in Trader Joe's nationwide. Does that help? Oh, boy, does it help. It's grilling season. You find yourself, I don't know, you're, you're one of those travelers among the millions of people that are going to be uh, heading out to different areas of the United States this summer. Seems like every hotel is booked in this country till Labor Day, the way the, way the people are talking. Uh, <laughs> so you need, you need some delicious and, uh, you know, incredible uh, uh, dinner and snack possibilities. That's where A&H hot dogs come in, and they're available at all Trader Joe's nationwide. And, of course, all their products are available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Check out uh, Trader uh, – check out A&H today. And uh, when you go to kosherdogs.net, make sure to use promo code radio. Kosherdogs.net, use promo code radio. Speaking of which, Art Scroll's got its big sale going on right now, 20% off of everything during the month of June. The Reb on Beacon Street is the latest um, Art Scroll book that we have featured of a Finkelman's uh, story about the inspiring life and impact of the Boston Arebbe, or by Levi Yitzchak Horowitz. In fact, if you missed my conversation with the Boston Arebbe of today... The Rebbe from Boston. Uh, that happened uh, two days ago. And pretty good interview, I must say. Check it out. Go to the archive section on the NSN app or NahumSiegel.com. Anyway, the book is The Rebbe on Beacon Street. When you order it or any of the other thousands of titles from Artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code RADIO. You get your major discount and you get free shipping. You can buy one book 
and you get free shipping with promo code radio at artscroll.com. One book. There's no other way to do that, by the way. There's no other method to get free shipping uh, on purchases of, you know, one book or even two books, frankly. The only thing you could do is uh, promo code radio. That's it. Trust me, I've researched this topic. I know what I'm talking about. Trust me. Live lunch coming up between uh, 11 and 1. Full Thursday schedule, as you would uh, suggest or as you would uh, assume. Um, Miriam L. Wallach will be on at uh, 10.30. Michael Cohen, Eastern Director at the Simon Wiesenthal Center, will discuss activism with her. Yeah, Michael Cohen and Simon Wiesenthal Center, by the way, one of the few quote-unquote establishment organizations in this area that actually have done a lot over the last few weeks in light of the the Israel bashing and anti-Semitism that's been going on. Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs at 10. Spin class, Michael Fragan at 9.30. And, of course, Charlie Harari will uh, follow us at 9 a.m. Eastern time right after JM in the a.m. So plenty going on on NSN, the Nahum Siegel Network, today. Don't forget tonight, Mark Zamek, the Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos show that starts at 7 p.m. Dafka for Parsha Shlach. Mark Zamek, the Arab Shabbos show that will be on at 7 p.m. tonight. It will be on at 3 a.m. tomorrow. It will be on at uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, three times you get a chance to hear the Erev Shabbos show brought to, you by, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Take advantage. It's a great show. Take advantage. More coming up Thursday morning, JM in the AM.
תשיב בי את הרוח, תוריד ממני את הגשם, היה לי ים זמן לנוח, התרגלתי קצת בעצם, ובמרחב הפתוח, רואים באופק את השמש, אין ספק אני בטוח, בסוף עוד תתבהר הדרך. פתח לנו שערי אמונה, שערי הבנה שאין לנו מלך אלא אתה סיבת הסיבות, עילת העילות, נורא תהילות ורק לך נאה להודות על כל הימים וכל הלילות Thank you. 
בצלם. רק תח לנו שהריח עלה, שהרי ההתחלה, כי אין לנו מלך, אלא
J.M. in the A.M. Shia Rubenstein wrapping up the hour with L'Chad Dodi. You heard Mordechai Shapiro in there with Tfilasi Batasibot. That was Yishai Rebo, Softavar, Gershon Varoba. And this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network. And, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Our friends at Turo College are always passing along to us important messages for students and parents. And we've had an opportunity over the last few months to really get in depth uh, with some of the people at Turo about some of the programs they offer and why they are so beneficial to both students and families out there. And uh, today is uh, a conversation right along those lines. Uh, Schiffer Lizer is with us live via telephone, professor and coordinator of recruitment for Turo's occupational therapy program. Professor Schiffer Eliezer, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Good morning. It is my distinct honor and privilege to be here today. Greatly appreciate that. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to ask you and start with what occupational therapy is, but, but maybe in your answer you can include why it is so attractive to young people in our community as a pursuit and as a profession. So, uh, Professor Eliezer, what is occupational therapy? Oh, gosh, that is the question that everybody dreads <laughs> <laughs> because it's really hard to encapsulate. But I'm, uh, I'm actually really excited to be able to give this definition to a Nachum Siegel audience because I think I want to start with a definition you might not find in a textbook, okay. which is we really help individuals find that 
spark? What is their unique neshama purpose in this world? No matter how they are presenting um, physically or cognitively, um, and really help bring that out and help them shine um, in this world. And again, neshama, I mean their, their soul or soul purpose. Um, so that basically is, um, you know, the a definition I would give in this in this venue. Um, but then to sort of, so thank you for that opportunity. Sure. And, um, but, you know, broadening that out a little bit, um, what we really do then is, is look at, at, you know, the word occupational therapy built into that word occupation. It is occupation. And occupations really are how somebody occupies their time. And the reason that is so broad is because how people occupy their time. So it's not just helping people find jobs, right? That's sort of what people tend to think. Um, But how do people occupy their time? Um, And that changes based on who they are, what stage they are in life, right? So the occupation of childhood um, can be very different than the occupation of of somebody who's an adult or somebody who's a little bit older. Um, You know, so the occupation of childhood could be, for example, play. Um, could be as a student in school, could be a friend or a peer or a sibling. Um, and that role can shift and change depending on their status, um, their health status, their, um, and any, if they have any kind of difficulties um, in life. So really occupational therapy is looking at that individual, no matter where they are in, at age and stage in the lifespan, and helping them be able to perform meaningfully because we all want uh, the human drive is to perform meaningfully and to contribute purposefully um, to this world. You know, um, I mean, life's all about adjustments, and it sounds like occupational therapy helps people really, especially young people, uh, really make the proper adjustments to, to their benefit, frankly. Um, uh, we all- and resiliency. Resiliency is key. You hit on a key piece of it. It's helping. We all have to be resilient during this COVID time, right. um, and that really showed us this, this notion of helping people find their resiliency and shifting gears and, and still making the best of what's left the a- of what we have now. I think mm-hmm. the, the average layperson, when, when we think of or envision occupational therapy, we envision a, a student, typically you know, on the younger side, although, of course, I mean, stroke victims and others you know, who are older – uh, also go through the regimen, uh, but you know, being being guided by a therapist, really with you know, in developing skills and and doing tasks. That that's generally what it looks like to us. Would, would that be an accurate description? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because that's part of analyzing what is part of that person's occupational role, what tasks are involved, what do they, and really breaking that down into the minutia um, in a unique way, so that we can step by step. Um, help that individual to regain what they are, or to do for the first time what they want to be successfully engaging in. But you're right, it is tasks and activity yeah. based. And that's why it looks so simple to the outside. Right. Right? It, doesn't look, it looks because, like fun and games and play, but it right. really is a deeper analysis. Be- yeah. Because when, when someone is, re- is in physical therapy and they're you know, trying to you know, help get their shoulder back, let's say, you know, to full speed or, or, or to full strength, you know, we get the fact that that's, you know, that there are certain things that need to be done, you know, a hundred times a day or a thousand times a session. You know, we get that. We don't always look at it that what you're doing with the puzzles and with the toys and with the skill games and other things that that actually, you know, ends up, you know, working on a specific part of the person. 
Oh, yes, that it's part of the person and it's part of the brain. And actually, right. research is telling us that the repetition you do in, a, in an exercise way is great for the brain. But if you don't translate that into everyday skill and what we call generalize it into novel tasks, of course, matching where the person's up to, um, a lot of thought goes into what puzzle, how are we holding it, where right. is it going, um, all of that. It really helps in increments the person to grow and develop in those abilities. Absolutely. Professor Schiffer Leiser's with us. She is the um, professor and coordinator of recruitment for Turo's Occupational Therapy Program, which seems to be very attractive to youngsters in our community, which we'll get into in just a minute. But first, I have to ask you, can a, can a child or children's occupational therapist work with senior citizens and the reverse, or these are specialties where you're literally locked in to certain age groups? Oh, no, so not at all. So, like, for example, in our program, we train occupational therapists as as entry-level clinicians so that they're ready to go into any practice area. When you get out there, there are absolutely places where you become more comfortable, where you take your continuing education courses, where you get your specialty certifications. So they are very different sort of niches, um, and it takes, like, a lot of guts (laughs) when you're in a niche for 10, 15 years to switch over. Um, But that's part of the beauty of our profession is if you ever feel like you want to make that uh, shift in any way, because um, the thought process is the same. Again, we started off with a definition of this right. very broad definition. So it's really a, a, a skill of, you know, of thinking and analyzing that you can really take with you across populations. This is not really the forum because obviously people should seek professional help. But just as an overview, are there a couple of signs you can give us that parents need to look out for that might suggest that their child should be evaluated for OT? Yeah, well, first of all, if there is um, an unusual level of struggle in daily routine, and it's hard to know, especially if it's your first child, what an unusual level of struggle right, is. Right, that's true. Right. Um, but, but if there's an unusual, like if the morning routine is, like takes an hour of crying to, out, to get out in the morning, if somebody child's not sleeping, um, you know, not, not just for a short period of time, but like continually, or, and right. it's been a pattern um, since birth, um, I think it's. I think what parents should realize is that this, that these little uh, things that seem disparate. So it can be like sleeping issues or discomfort with clothes or a little bit clumsy or falling. Like it's hard to see a bigger picture of how those things could really fit together. Um, and even more so, not to be worried about it, but to actually be curious about it and say, you know, is there is there an underlying system? Are there underlying systems that we could perhaps strengthen daily and gently that we can actually you know, make, make things go easier for all of us. Right. And, <laughs> it, and, it's, yeah. and it's not only how one holds a pencil or how one learns or doesn't learn how to tie shoes. There's a lot of other things as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are manifestations. All right. I, yeah. I get that. It seems like those are always the two examples I always hear about. Um, once, once a child gets older, I mean, can a high schooler benefit from OT or are they're, they're beyond, you know, um, uh, picking up uh, those skills uh, as well as a five, six, seven-year-old could. Oh, Nahum. We thank God there is a more recent scientific finding that we are blessedly neuroplastic throughout the lifespan. So, and this wasn't always a, this wasn't always a given. Um, so that at any age, in any stage, we do truly have the capacity to grow new neurons and new neural pathways, depending on the information we provide our body and our brain. Um, is it easier when you're three, four, and five? Is the brain super plastic? Perhaps, um, but it's never too late. And as a matter of fact, right. a teenager. Um, 
because they've struggled so much, and they and if they go to the right OT where they can finally feel validated <laughs> that of why things are harder for them, there might be even increased motivation, um, an increased connection with that therapist. So yeah, I think it's you know it's all about that right connection and the right moment for that person to make those changes. And I would assume in the case of a senior citizen, family members got to be really patient because as they're doing the puzzles and doing all the you know the activities. It, they're going to progress, and what they're doing obviously is going to help them recover. But it, but it must be a much slower process. Um, it, it can be slower, but again, what we, what at least in, what I tell the students in my class is, is it, it is, it can be a little bit slower in adults. But on the other hand, if the if the elderly person is motivated, again, we right. capture That's motivation. True. So if the puzzle ain't doing it, right. maybe baking cookies will right. do it. And, and, so and, 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 and if they spend yeah. a lot of hours doing it, then obviously they're going to increase the possibility of getting things done quicker, right? That's exactly. True. So if we can get away from this notion of rote right. puzzles or one-size-fits-all therapy, right. um, that would increase outcomes yeah. yeah that's a good point i mean I, i've seen that with people i know who've suffered terrible injuries if they're if they're focused on it you know 18 hours a day they're going to make progress a lot faster quite obviously um all right uh, uh professor schiffer lies is with us coordinator of recruitment for Turo's occupational therapy program um i mean i i would have to assume and I, i've heard this actually from other people at turo who work in you know, in benevolent departments, <laughs> you know, nursing, <laughs> nursing, physical therapy, etc. I, I guess one of the reasons that OT is a big attraction to young men and women in our community is, frankly, you get an unbelievable opportunity to help people make a tremendous difference in people's lives. Right, right. There's a large number of people that are empaths <laughs> that yeah. want to be involved in helping professions. So, A, that's a big draw. Absolutely. All right. What's the path? What do people do? They, 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 they start their undergraduate career. Let's say the young people are back from Israel. What path do they take to become a professional OT? Okay. So at Turo, um, first of all, there's wonderful academic advisors in the undergraduate level that as soon as a student knows that they want to do OT, they can, you know, make a meeting with the academic advisor. Um, we have this unusual opportunity at Turo where we actually have a 60 credit entry. Mm. So again, the sooner that they know that they want to do OT, and again, it's, it's not always a, it's not always best to know quick. Right. Sometimes it's good to, to, to try different things and right. make sure that you right. know what you want to do. Um, but once you know that you're settled on OT and you've done observation and you know as you said, all the different fields and ways that it can help people, um, then you go to your academic advisor and you make sure that you take those 60 um, prerequisite credits that are really geared to prepare you for our program. And, like this, and this we should point out for men and women. You have it, you have it in yes. all, all the schools, Oh, right? yes. yes. Now, you know, it's funny because, you know, the OT profession rises now heavily on the, on the female side. Right. But, yes, we have classes where, yes, it's open to both. Right. Um, absolutely. And we encourage, we encourage that. We need all kinds of therapists. Um, and, um, yeah, but once you have that 60 credits, you can apply to our program. Um, and it's a, sort of like an accelerated track in a way. Um, and you can, and then when you graduate our program, our program is a bachelor's and master's, um, program so that you can enter with the 60 credits. And by the time you graduate with us three years later, you have earned your bachelor's of science and master's of science in occupational therapy, which is really, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of a streamlined, um, path and you can be done a little bit faster than, yeah. than the traditional route. I mean, in terms of timing, that works out really well for a lot of people. I mean, that's relatively quick, frankly. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what, mm -hmm. does, what does Turo offer? Are there scholarships for a program like this? I know the Shomer Shabbos angle is completely taken care of. It's one of the benefits of people pursuing Turo. What could you tell us about those details? 
Yes. So, right. So I think a huge benefit is is that Shomer Shabbos piece. I mean, yep. Yantif, and and they don't even, you know, it's, it's just like sort of taken for granted. Yep. Um, even when we arrange fieldwork sites, I mean, we, there were they, we let supervisors know that two, they're going to be they're going to make up the hours, but two o'clock on Friday is two o'clock on Friday, and right. it's really a very nice thing. Um, there are some select scholarships that you can um, apply for, um, especially once you're in the program. We there's the Board of New York City Board of Ed scholarship, which is nice. And so as faculty, we do whatever we can to write letters of support for our students um, for various scholarships, yes. And I assume Turo.edu has all the information about this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All people have to do is look up occupational therapy at Turo.edu mm-hmm. and you can find out about this path, which is um, not just, uh, you know, uh, not just relatively short compared to some other professions in terms of getting into the workforce, but it's really a satisfying and seems to be a, um, a a big hit among the young people in our community. People feel that they yeah. are that they are really uh, making a tremendous difference. And I would think just like teachers down the road, you know, end up hearing 10, 20 years later from, uh, from uh, you know, the different students who are informing them, you know, just type what type of effect in a positive way they had on them. I'm sure, I mean, I know this from our own family situation. When we, when we meet, you know, the therapists who dealt with our babies, you know, who are now in their 20s. I mean, it's a tremendous debt of gratitude that they have mm-hmm. achieved what they've achieved because the work that they did, meaning the therapist did, when, mm-hmm. the, when the kids were a year or two old even and, mm-hmm. even, and even older, you know, helped, mm-hmm. helped produce, you know, some really wonderful people. And I'm sure that's something that they, uh, that they meaning the therapist, fi- find very satisfying. Yeah, and it's so interesting because you think you've just been like three months of someone's life or a year of someone's life, and then you realize you are so instrumental. Like it's it's almost like humbling <laughs> that you were so instrumental because <laughs> so you've true. gone on, but you really you've been a chapter in their life, and that's really really amazing. You know? Well said, oh, Professor. Right? Well said, Professor Schiffer-Leiser, Coordinator of Recruitment for Turo's Occupational Therapy Program, Turo.edu. Information about all their hundreds of programs and all their schools, etc. But if you're looking specifically uh, for OT. Uh, go to the website and you will find the information there. Professor Lizer, anything you'd like to add? Um, well, I just want to thank you for your support sure. and for letting everybody know about um, what we have to offer. I think we are very student-centered, so that if a student, we understand, and I think this is how we're unique, we understand the juggling <laughs> that yep. goes on, and, and you know, we don't, we're not just empathic to our clients, we're empathic <laughs> to our students um, as well, and again, very student-centered. And again, I just thank you for spreading the, world, the word of opportunities out there. Everybody should really, especially students, should really work hard to find what their calling is, um, and do their research, and you know, feel free to call me to to, to email us and, and find out more about you know what could potentially be a very good path for you. But, um, Thank you. A pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Turo.edu for information, everybody. This occupational therapy, a, a tremendous, tremendous presence in that field among uh, students and uh, members of the workforce in our community. Really amazing. I know a lot of parents are tuned in. Students are tuned in. Check it out at Turo.edu. They are doing a remarkable job in a lot of departments. This one, it seems they are just uh, producing great graduates constantly. Thursday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Hello to listener Tikvo. Gives us a nice poker tove on the NSN app. Hello to DMW Devils. That's AJA carpool number 267 riding for one last time this school year. See you again in August, says listener Danielle. Well, listener Danielle, you know that if we happen to pop up in Atlanta on a random weekday morning, and we need to go to a donut shop and have breakfast, you'll see us earlier than in August. But if that doesn't happen, then yes, check in with us when you're again 
a, I know you'll be a listener for the next couple of months, maybe just not a regular listener at the exact same time each day as you do Carpool. Thursday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up. It's JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Oh, yes, J.M. in the A.M. Imama Kim, that's uh, Yitzhak Fuchs here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, except Saturday with Lachuna Well, I mean, it's no secret to this audience that one of my favorite guests who appears on a regular basis on the J.M. in the A.M. is the uh, founder and the director of, of um, Nefesh Benefesh. Every year during the week of Parsha Shlach, we've made a, a tradition of uh, featuring Rabbi Fass, Rabbi Yoshua Fass, on this program, because obviously Parsha Shlach, you know, you know what it's all about, right? And this year it's even more meaningful, because as was pointed out both at uh, Mayor Weingarten's funeral in New York and his funeral in Israel, we jokingly but lovingly referred to each other Mayor referred to me as Yehoshua, Joshua, and I referred to Mayor as Kalev, Caleb. So this conversation, frankly, just days after Mayor's passing, is even more significant as Rabbi Fass always enlightens us while utilizing the words of Parsha Shlach and the analysis of Parsha Shlach to remind us about the beauty of Eretz Israel. Actually was born in the USA. I'm not referring to Lenny right now. I'm referring to Rabbi Fass, and he did make Aliyah not today, but years ago. And he is, of course, the founder and the leader of Nefesh Benefesh, the organization that is responsible for God knows how many thousands and thousands and thousands of Jews and families now living in Eretz Israel, now living in our beloved state of Israel. Rabbi Yehoshua Fass, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Appreciate that very much. And it's always a pleasure to speak to you as we approach Parsha Shlach. And I mentioned the added significance, of course, of this of the timing of this conversation. Uh, people may not realize that um, your organization, even without gro- even without chartered flights and even without the uh, the identical activities like the mega event, etc., cetera, uh, that didn't exist during uh, the COVID pandemic. Nonetheless, nonetheless, you were still able to bring thousands of people over the last 15 months to live permanently in the state of Israel. It must be an amazing feeling to have defeated the pandemic, Rabbi Fass, and have accomplished so much over this period of time. It's a bit incredulous, but uh, it's uh, due to the heroism of the Ogrim, that they plowed through, unrelenting, made their dreams happen. Over 3,100 Ogrim made Aliyah during a year that planes were closed down and embassies were shuttered, and it's just remarkable to see, remarkable to see and to witness. 
And people are anxious to know if some of the things that we do remember from years past, especially those inspiring scenes of chartered flights landing in Tel Aviv, do you suspect that those will occur during 2021? Or you would say, be patient, folks. It'll be happening down the line at some point. I think as long as there is a quarantine for kids or for people who are not vaccinated, we're going to have to be patient until uh, until we open up that, that ability to have those ceremonies as what we had at your, you know. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll be surprised. Yeah, we're, we're surprised by the new leadership in the state of Israel. So I guess at this point we got to be prepared for anything, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> has, has the new prime minister been a... Uh, been an asset to the concept of Aliyah? Has he been supportive of your efforts? Of course. Uh, a dear friend and supporter. All right. So, well, from that standpoint, I guess it'll be good that he likely will, in fact, be the next prime minister of Israel. After all, what we care about is that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. And um, I, I'm sure you're up to date on everything happening in the United States of America, Rabbi Fass. Uh uh, what I can tell you is that the random attacks on Jews uh, have um, have become commonplace. We are looking more, and I, I don't want to say I don't want to give hyperbole here. I, I'd like to be as accurate as possible. We are looking more and more like um, the European cities that we have visited, where we have to uh, eventually uh, see and experience military personnel guarding our synagogues and our schools. Uh, it's getting in, it's it's moving in that direction here in the United States right now. I don't know why on earth we would stay here at that point. I don't know what the benefit is of being here in the U.S. and so we're going to have to live in that type of situation. But that's for a further discussion at another time. But you're familiar with what's happening here, and just like it surprised us that COVID had increased the numbers of inquiries, I'm going to ask you a frank question: Has the last three four weeks? As Israel's been bashed, and so many of us have been uh, uh, targeted uh, when it comes to uh, anti-Israel sentiment, and of course that means anti-Semitic uh, sentiment, has there been a spike, an increase in the interest regarding Aliyah from North America? With the quick erosion that we've seen, with, uh, with instability within the Jewish communities, um, we've seen, we've definitely seen a spike, and with a sense of the uncertainty. The question is, is that a different type of spike? It's uh, it's a spike that comes from people wanting to move away from something, rather something that's pulling. I mean, we always pride ourselves on Aliyah choice, but we're not right. blind to the necessities of making Aliyah because one feels uncomfortable um, in a certain area, in a certain arena. And our fingers on the pulse were contacted and connected with uh, leaders around the, around the North America and also with government officials and the State Department, just very much seeing what is happening and preparing ourselves to just to be able to be that address for individuals, no matter what reason they want to make Aliyah. Yeah. This might be a spike that comes and goes, frankly, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. We are, we're always living through historic times, but uh, this is unusual. You know the United States. You grew up here. It's an unusual feeling for those of us who ride the subways, who demonstrate, rally, and parade for Israel, like we'll be doing in Bergen County this Sunday, who've relied on national leadership in the past, 
uh, to do what's right and represent us well. And unfortunately, we've been let down by them. Uh, so local leaders and local rabbis have had to take on the mantle of leadership and arrange for events like the ones I just described. It's a different time here in the United States, simply a different time. Rabbi Yoshua Fass, co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh, is with us live via telephone. Those of you, in fact, who are considering Aliyah, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-A-L-I-Y-A-H. And, of course, uh, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Uh, before I speak more about Joshua and Caleb and ask you about your comments regarding Parsha Shlach, this was the week, you and I had spoken about this literally six months ago, this was the week that we were supposed to be in Israel, and frankly, this was the week... I'm sorry? No, no, continue. I'm lamenting fran- the fact that we're not together. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm lamenting as well. And frankly, this was the week that we were supposed to enjoy uh, being in the new facility of Nefesh B'Nefesh. Have you, you made progress in that area, Rabbi Fass. We're almost there today. I actually sat at my desk and did some work in the new campus. Wow. We need uh, two or three w- weeks more of just preparing the place and finishing the inspection getting all the permits, and then we will open our doors hopefully soon. All right. Very exciting times. Hopefully I will be there soon to bring you your uh, Hanukkah Tabayat gift. Mm. By the way, by the way, just to, just to continue the um, just to continue the, the historic context of of, yes. of the United States and Israel when it comes to Aliyah and when it comes to the uh, the the active corridor of uh, the United States Israel. The younger people in the audience may not understand what I'm about to say, but you certainly will. I'm thinking that the uh, Hanukkah Tabayit gift should be uh, a peanut butter, cans of tuna fish. Um, <laughs> what else can you think of that normally went into an American suitcase to be brought to Israel? Uh, very, very different times. Very different <laughs> no, times. Paper I know. towels, fruity pebbles, right, exactly. you name it. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that I think that would be so fitting that, that at your Hanukkah Tabayit gift, we bring you what traditionally were the American treats that those of you in Israel can never get a hold of. Now now we depend on you, Rabbi Fass. Now we depend on you. I was, I was listening to her. I was listening to continued cereal that from 30 years ago. <laughs> I was I was actually listening to a um, uh, to an audio of, of of a lecture that was being delivered like ten years ago, and the the theme was just how much Israel depends on world jury, specifically American jury. And I'm saying to myself, my gosh, how times have changed. Now, basically, basically, we all depend on Israel. Simple as that. And that change took place over the last few years, and what a positive and incredible change that is. All right, Rabbi Fast, you know what Parsha Shlach is all about. Um, we always used to say, Mayor and I would kid that <laughs> that that the the reason we called each other Yoshua and Kalev, Joshua and Caleb, was because we felt sometimes we were the only two people giving positive messages about the land and the state of Israel. I know there are others as well, but that's where that all comes from, and that's based on the narrative in Parsha Shlach. Over the years, you've given us tremendous insight into the Parsha with uh, some wonderful messages. What are your thoughts as we approach Erev Parsha Shlach 5781? Thank you, Nachum. Before I think we even speak about Parsha Shlach, and you mentioned it a few times in our conversation just now, but uh, I want to relay our condolences 
um, as you mentioned, you and Mayor were considered a Kalev and Yehoshua, and you were both ardent supporters of Israel, dedicated defenders, passionate Zionists, enthusiastic heralders of Israel's accomplishments, and you, you, you spoke the truth, even when it wasn't convenient or comfortable. And together you were champions, such champions of the Jewish people, and I, and I can't imagine your loss. And it's devastating to you and to the Jewish people. And although we can never do justice to his eloquence and knowledge, his remarkable knowledge and passion for Israel, well, we'll do our best. Uh, we and all your listeners will be at your side and supporting you in your noble mission and helping you continue to share and spread your very special voice. Well, so, uh, I, I, I can't thank you enough for that, and there are a lot of people along with me, staff and listeners, who are still devastated by the news. And um, it, it is a very empty feeling, and we do try to, to move on, so to speak or move forward might be a better way of putting it. Um, and I do want to add one other thing right fast, and then, of course, uh, feel free to to drift into Parsha Shlach, but there's one other, other aspect that I wanted to add to your words. And boy, can you appreciate this because of the position where you sit. He was responsible, I'm referring to Mayer, for bringing hundreds of thousands of people to Israel. Youth programs, summer programs, Kids going to Israel for the year, kids going to Israel for a second year, and of course, plenty of them moving to Israel permanently. That's in addition to everything he and his parents did over the years to simply bring (laughs) hundreds of thousands of people through tours and individual reservations to Israel. And to them, it was always a mission, not just a business. It was a real mission. So you, who again, is somebody who can appreciate what it's like to bring thousands of people to Israel uh, I wanted to make sure to mention uh, that that mayor played that role and did it so well. Yes. And now I turn to you, you for... Should, you should be an inspiration. You should be an inspiration to all of us to continue this noble work. Yeah, you know, people always say, may his memory be a blessing. I wrote an article about him. I wrote at the end, his memory will be a blessing for all of us, because to me there's no doubt about it. All right, we are in the week of Parsha Shlach, or by fast... What are your thoughts, Parsha Shlach 5 It dawned upon me last week that there is, I know it's Baalot last week, but there's right. an interesting repetitive correlation between the concept of vision and the rejection of moving to Eretz Israel. I'm not talking about the obvious Fasuk or Itanata Eretz Mahi when Moshe charges the, the Meraglim to go and tour Israel and to report and to scout it out. And Hatovahi in is it good? Is it bad? Um, I'm talking about when they get back. There's an interesting play. We expect them, when the Moroccan come back, when the spies come back, we expect them to say, we saw this, and we saw that, and we saw this, and like a witness to to a scouting mission. Right. But they don't. And if you're sensitive to the text, they state facts. They, they, they announce facts. They declare that the land is this and the land is that. The land is bountiful and the land is uh, with milk and honey. The only time that we see the word vision is only on the negative. The only nation that we saw were Anshemi Dot, were these huge people of stature. And there we saw these giants, 
We were in comparison to them like grasshoppers, and in our own minds, in our eyes, we were considered grasshoppers. It's, it's interesting that when it comes to a recounting or retelling of the story, the only time that they use seeing, which is exactly what they were told to do, is only when they were recounting the negative. And I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, the Lashon Hara here that the Miraglim did was called Tzarot Ayin. Tzar means like a narrowness of the eye. It's a narrowness of perception. It's a constriction of, of sight. It's the inability to see the whole picture and just cherry-picking experiences and visuals. They were able to tell over everything, but the only thing that they told of what they saw was the negative. And what we're described as a nation of We're a nation that sees firsthand the greatness of God. We're, we have first row seats, as we were just talking about it, to Hashem's plans. And, and yet, we sometimes focus and we default. We default to see the fault and electively select our perception. And what hit me last week is better understanding the exchange between Moshe and Yitro. Moshe says to Yitro, his father, we are now about to go straight, straight flight to Eretz Israel. Not Hochim, no Sim, we're going straight to Eretz Israel. And what does Yitro say to him? Not interested. And Moshe's response is, is fascinating. He says, what are, you, what are you talking about, Moshe said to Israel? You saw it all. You saw the majesty. You saw the miracles. You saw the entire all-encompassing journey. How could you simply say, You saw it with your own eyes, with wide eyes. You saw it open. You saw everything. And Nachum, you and I said many times, you don't even have to open your eyes widely in order to see that we're living in truly unprecedented times. Yeah. We're living in magical times. We're living in historic times. You just have to look around. Look around. And many times we've been looking at, and we've only accentuated the market pull, yeah. the Meshicha, the pull of Eretz Yisrael. Yeah. Sadly, the uneasiness and the uncertainties is now opening our eyes to see the market push to see the unsettling uncertainties that are happening around their time. But I think the message of Pasha Shlach and coupling with Pasha Baalotchach is I think the rejection of this notion of faith and faith of the Jewish people moving to Israel already starts in last week's Pasha. Israel was just a trial for Moshe's response. And then we have the full-blown representatives of all the tribes in this week's Pasha. And you see Moshe's reactions in both. But again, it's the inability to see. It's the inability to see the entire picture, the good and bad. And Moshe even sets them up. He says, I know the default. I know you're going to go, Imra'a. You're going to find the fault. But look for Hatova, Imra'a. Find the good. See the entire Kol Hadana, Kol Try to see the entire picture. If we're able to see, open up line, see the history, see the majesty, see the fault, see the warts, but also see the beauty. Will propel to make uh, certain decisions in life and uh, reconnect us to what I think perhaps the Kaddish Baruch Hu wants 
for our nation and where it should be. You know, it is frustrating for many of us when our brothers and sisters don't open up their eyes and, and you sort of just want to stand in front of them and scream, just open up your eyes and see what's going on. Just open up your eyes and see what is happening now in Jewish history. Open up your eyes and see the access that we have to the land of the state of Israel. Like you just, it, it's frustrating because literally, as you just described, it's sort of like all you need to do is the simple act of opening up your eyes and you'll realize it. But look, I know, and believe me, we've been preaching and, and certainly mayor over the years has always preached patience. This is a process and this is a, it takes time and it takes time for people to come around to realize what's happening and to understand what the truth is all about and what the future of the Jewish people is all about. But sometimes or by fast, I just get a little frustrated that people just I know. don't I know my friend. <laughs> oh, just don't open up your eyes and see what's happening. It's all around us. And anybody, and I remember my dear father always saying things like this. People would complain. I've, I've shared this with you a million times. People would complain about conditions today, the uh, the relationship between religious and non-religious in Israel, the relationship between uh, Israelis and, uh, and, and non-Jews in the Middle East, etc. And, and he would always point out, don't you understand how much better it is right now? Yes, we have a lot of work to do. There's a lot that still has to be done. But my gosh, compared to 100 years ago, do you know what's happening now with the Jewish people? Anyway, I know you get it, so it's an honor to use you as a sounding board for my frustration. <laughs> well, my pleasure. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, well, I, I will be thinking of you as the Balka as the Balka, as the Balkore reads the words of Schlach. Like every year, I will be thinking of you and all the people that you have uh, around you who are constantly transmitting positive messages about the land and the state of Israel. And as usual, I can't thank you enough for joining us. It saddens me that it's June and we really don't know yet. If this if, if this will be an exciting or or just or just I don't want to say just like it's a bad thing but but if it'll simply be a, a a summer similar to last summer in terms of you know you doing your work and plenty of people thank God moving to Israel but you know I don't have to tell you that the hype and the inspiring talk and the pictures and videos and everything else they help open up people's eyes they help of course. Uh, tell of course you know, you know can and we're you, getting requests from around the world. If you don't have a charter, just send us video. Make video. <laughs> and and we, the, 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 the rise in Aliyah for this year is incredible. We're, we're at a 30% rise. Compared to, compared to the first half of 2020? So, no, we're looking. We're anticipating by the end of 2021 over 5,000 Olim, between 5,500 Olim. So from a jump of a COVID year of 3,100 to 5,500. It's, it's a huge leap. Um, even if we have one charter, it would just be a drop in the bucket to all the flights that we're arranging. Right. right. But we're, we're doing it. We have to create, uh, as they call it here in Achabria, we have to create this experience with a capital E for the Olympians to feel that they're welcome, that they're yep. heroes, yep. that they're received well, and that the rest of the country sees this yep. and sees their their, their heroes. And then we'll find a way. We'll find a way, whether or not it's a charter or not a charter or multiple things or right. parties that, uh, and celebrations at the new campus. We'll find a way to celebrate with them and to transmit that positive news to to the diaspora. Do the math, everybody. Nefesh Benefesh has been around for a while. Listen to what Rai Fass is saying and what they're doing now these years. Do the math. They're responsible for some major numbers in terms of North Americans moving to Israel and establishing for themselves roots in the Holy Land, in the state of Israel, and roots that will please God 
uh, bear fruit for generations and generations. Rabbi Fass, enjoy Shabbat Parsha Shlach, and thank you for all your inspiring and meaningful words this morning. Thank you, my dear friend. Thank you, my dear friend. Rabbi Yoshua Fass, co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh at JM in the AM. Lenny, the king of schlock, on the phone one of these days. Yeah, I sort of feel guilty that's not in my top five schlock rock songs. You would think with the perfect job that he did on the music and the um, and the lyrics, you'd think that, and of course the theme of that song, you'd think it would have to be my top. I just think I'm not a Springsteen fan. I think that's what it is. I'm just not a Springsteen fan. Like there are a couple of songs of his I like, but not, you know, I'm not like this major fan of his. So I think that that keeps it out of my top five schlock rock songs. What are the top five? I don't remember. What did I, what did I tell Lenny that time was in my top five? Minion Man may have been in there. I know Rashi for sure was in there. I'm trying to think. What was in my top five schlock rock, schlock rock songs when I did it with Lenny that time? I have to think about this. But I think out of guilt, I may have to toss that one in now. I may have to make the Making Aliyah Today song uh, a top five schlock rock song. Yeah. I'll think about this. Trust me. Trust me. It's an important topic. I know it doesn't sound like it, but trust me, it's an important topic. <laughs> JM and the AM Thursday, speaking of Israel, don't forget to unite for Israel with the big parade in Bergen County this coming Sunday. Concert by Benny Friedman at Sagamore Park. It all starts at 4 p.m. at Phelps Park. Information, do what we did. Follow them on Instagram. Um, Instagram is Unite for Israel 2021. Unite for F O R. Unite for Israel 2021. Unite for Israel 2021. Sponsor the event. Go to the Federation site, jfnnj.org. jfnnj.org. And information in general, you can just email them. Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. Simple as that. That's how you can take care of that uh, obligation. Uh, and again, we hope to see you on Sunday. Going to be a big event. Kudos to Bergen County. Hey, our friends at Shop Eichlers, you know what they're doing this week? They've got the major sale going on on all kipotes, all uh, all tzitzis, all gartels, all talesim all week long until the 6th of June. 15% off in their big pre-summer sale. Yamakas, tzitzis, gartels, or gartlach, because I got criticized for saying gartels, and talesim, or talitot, because I got criticized for saying talesim. <laughs> They're all, all on sale right now at 15% off, and you know shopiclers.com has same-day delivery to a million neighborhoods in New York and New Jersey, so check them out right now. Get your 15% off between now and June 6th, and all the items go to shopiclers.com, shopiclers.com for information.
Uh, oh, so I got an app request. Where is the app? How do you access the app? That's the question. Uh, Mazel tov to Shlomo Lowy, an NBN Ole, celebrating his bar mitzvah this Shabbos in the Holy Land. Please play the new song he sang with his father, Yehudi Bechol Kochi. All righty. I think we could do that. Uh, Shlomo Lowy with David Lowy. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Shlomo Lowy and David Lowy together. Mazel Tov and the big Simcha to the Lowy family from all of us here at JMNAM. Thursday morning. Plenty tomorrow. Uh, Malcolm's in Israel, but tomorrow we'll talk a lot more about the Bergen County Parade that I hope everybody from far and wide will come to on Sunday. I really hope so. hope everybody comes out. Um, it's important. Trust me, it's important that everybody come out. Uh, so that'll be happening this coming Sunday, and we'll talk more about it on uh, Friday, tomorrow. Mark Zamek, Erev Shabbos Show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. It's going to be happening tonight starting at 7 p.m. It'll be tomorrow at 3 a.m. and tomorrow at um, 10 a.m. All brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Make sure you are tuned into the Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek. Coming up next, Charlie Harari, Michael Fragan with Spin Class. Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs. That's coming up. And uh, Miriam Alwalik at 10.30. She'll speak live at 10.30 this morning with um, with um, with Michael Cohen, Eastern Director at the Simon Wiesenthal Center. They'll discuss activism. Live lunch between 11 and 1. I'll have an update about Mechis. I'll have an update about Mechis during the live lunch. <laughs> Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday. Thank you, Rabbi Fast. Thank you, Professor Lizer. Thank you to all of you for tuning in. Full day coming up. No need to touch that dial. Full day coming up on the network. Keep it right here at the NachumSiegel Network and have. A fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Alchemist Go reminding you remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>